When does accumulation become deaccumulation? You can be a great saver, but without a well-developed plan on how to spend your accumulated money, you can actually run out of money while you're still alive. And now, Money Matters USA with Fred Save. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. Hello and welcome to the podcast Money Matters USA here for you with a new brand brand new fresh podcast every week and it's provided by Fred Sade who is founder and managing director of the fiduciary firm of the same name Money Matters USA. Fred holds a PhD in economics from Duke University and also contributes to many financial publications and websites as well. Plus we have the companion video series you can find on YouTube. Just search Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Sade is spelled S-A-I-D-E. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. And Fred, how are you? I'm great, Dave. How are you? Ready to Yeah, I'm good. I'm good as always. You know I enjoy our conversations that we have so here. Here and in the video series as well. And man, do you get out the information. You do your homework. Uh, I you, do. You, do. you got probably all A's in school, didn't you? Close. <laughs> <laughs> Close to it. Better than I did then, at least. Well, uh, Americans worry about having enough money to retire, let alone retire comfortably. And when they arrive at the promised land called retirement, they need to make sense out of their assets so they can convert assets into lifetime income. And there's a lot of confusion. Lots of pressure made more impactful due to longevity and inflation and now the probability of a bear market and a recession. And if we paraphrase Star Trek's tagline, we are where no human has ever gone before. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is so true. Fred yeah. is a retirement income planner. Retirement income planning is, I'd say, relatively new specialization, uh, especially now more so than ever. It's more needed, more falls on us now. And while Fred, he does look at how much money needs to be saved and where to invest, his focus is retirement. The focus is to get smart about asset de-accumulation and creating a structure on how to draw down on wealth to meet income needs. And here's what he considers, the questions that he answers. How long will my portfolio support my annual after-tax retirement income needs, including both discretionary and non-discretionary expenses? If I have enough or excessive retirement funds, how much will my heirs or favorite charitable organization receive? And what are my future tax liabilities from income and capital gains? How does Social Security? Security impact my income and capital gains taxes. All really good questions, Fred. Yeah, look, we try to keep it really tight and focused. I, I know that people can feel good often, uh, and, and they should. And they look at, at what they've saved and what they're they've accomplished, but then they become reluctant to spend down on their accounts and. Frequently, they're, they're discouraged uh, from, from doing that. You know, we used to have what's called the three-legged stool. We had Social Security, had a pension, 
and we had personal investments. And it wasn't that hard to plan, especially you could use treasuries because they, they paid out at a very high coupon. So reti retirement planning was, was really simple and, and people didn't live as long as they, they do today. And they had a pension, which has largely disappeared. So now we find that retirement income, the whole planning process is a much more complicated problem. And people struggle to find a, a savvy strategy to prevent them from running out of money while they're still alive. And many people have learned the wrong lesson. They've learned to accumulate and they become frequently have become reluctant to spend. There's a behavioral bias called mental accounting. And that bias prevents people from spending from their assets because doing so lets, makes them feel as though they've, they've lost money, they've lost the asset and they can't make it up. So often they underspend and their retirement is, is not as enjoyable as it actually could be, and they actually could spend a lot more money. Well, you know, there's there's more than one strategy. There's, there's no Swiss Army knife universal strategy that solves all income and spending issues. There can be several different strategies that can be adopted. The key is to have multiple income streams. If there was a, a, a failure to save enough during the working years and the employer did not offer a, a pension, well, that creates major deficits that are all but impossible to overcome. Uh, that That's a challenge, Fred. Yeah, it is. It, it's a very real challenge. Now, I'm I'm going to try to explain, try to sh share some of the latest research from the major centers of academic learning that focus on retirement income. And I'm also going to provide a, a case study, actually two case studies, uh, to, to make things a little less theoretical than, than, they, than they may sound. First of all, I'm going to start off with some very basic uh, definitions. And there is a traditional strategy, and that strategy is called the common rule. And it has four steps that you follow in sequence. Most people are, are familiar uh, with this particular approach. So here, this is the common rule. See if you recognize this. The first okay. thing is you're going to withdraw RMDs, required minimum distributions from, ta from tax-deferred accounts. Now, if you're pre-RMD age, you're still going to take withdrawals. IRAs, 401ks, 457s, 403bs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that is a tax-deferred account. So that's the first step. Okay. Second step is you're going to take withdrawals from taxable accounts, such as a brokerage account. And you're going to keep on hitting that brokerage account until it has a zero balance. And it's just think of it as a... As an egg, you take you took all the food out of the egg and just throw it aside. You're done. The third step, continue to take money from your tax-deferred accounts. And you're going to keep on hitting these tax-deferred accounts until they zero out. And if you have more than one tax-deferred account, it doesn't matter which one you take it from because the tax treatment is, is still going to be the same. It's still going to be ordinary income. And the final step, 
Fourth step, you will take withdrawals from your tax-free accounts, so Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, Roth 403bs, whatever. So you're going to keep on hitting the Roths until they reach a zero balance. And at this point, all your retirement accounts have been spent. The only thing that you have left is Social Security, a pension if you have one, and a personal annuity if you have one with a lifetime payout. If you don't have any of these, the only thing you would have would be Social Security. And that's all you're going to have to cover your uh, retirement expenses. Now, the, the, the common rule, as it's known, and which I'm sure a lot of folks are familiar with, is, is the uh, distribution order, the deaccumulation order that's advocated by the large uh, brokerage firms, for example. There's a problem with the common rule, and I, I think it should be obvious, but uh, I'll just say it anyway. It's going to reduce the longevity of your portfolio. And since you're, you're funding to zero balance, it's going to decrease or eliminate any inheritance you might want to leave to your heirs uh, or to your favorite charitable organizations. So that's the common rule. Now, there's a second distribution order. It's called the modified common rule. Now, the, there's a difference between the common rule and the modified common rule, and the difference is the modified common rule, the intention there is to increase the longevity of your portfolio, or it's to increase the size of the estate to be transferred to your heirs or to your favorite charities. Now, the modified common rule is still evolving and if the reason why it's not set in stone is due to undiversifiable risk. And, and an example of that is, is tax policy. So there will be, there could be changes as we, as we go on. But right now, as it stands today, under the modified common rule, you would take withdrawals first from your tax deferred accounts and you're doing that because you are anticipating the, either an increase in tax rates later on or increase in taxes because you're going to have to take required minimum distributions. But in any case, you want to take the tax deferred account distributions as early as you can in order to take advantage of the possibility and the actual fact that we do have lower tax rates at the moment. And then second of all, you would take distributions from your taxable brokerage accounts. Now, these are delayed, and you delay it to later years where you're hoping to get capital gain treatment, uh, and which would be you pay taxes at a, at a lower rate. So just to sum it up, this means no withdrawals from other accounts because the RMDs required minimum distributions, plus Social Security, pension if you have one, and bond interest from a taxable bond account in the will, would provide your income needs, and, and that the taxable bond account would come from a taxable brokerage accounts. The, the, the key to this strategy is that all the distributions are currently taxable, either at ordinary rates or at uh, capital gain rates. And finally, 
is the optimal rule. Now, the optimal rule is named because it maximizes the after-tax inheritance to the heirs. And you each year, you make a decision as to where you're going to withdraw money from your four generalized accounts. So first of all, the withdrawals would come from tax-deferred accounts and be taxed as ordinary income. Second, the withdrawals will come from your tax-free accounts, and these are going to be taken income tax-free. So you can see right at the beginning here, we, we are mixing, <coughs> excuse me, we're mixing taxable and Roth distributions to, pr to press down on the, on the taxes. Third, we're going to take distributions from taxable brokerage accounts, and we want to get taxes at the long-term capital gain rate, and that should be possible because we'll, we'll, ha we'll have a cost basis. Now, I said that each year the retiree decides where to take the funds from, and that's important because we have to look at how Social Security taxation distorts taxes. Now, the constraints to consider beyond Social Security taxes are that all your after-tax income from all sources must equal your after-tax needs. So let me just say that again because this is important. All your after-tax income from every source has to equal your, your after-tax income needs. So for this purpose, we, we lump together your needs and your wants, your discretionary and your non-discretionary expenses during your retirement. We also do a longevity analysis because we want to predetermine the number of years the income and the assets have to last. And finally, there's another constraint that, and I'll repeat this, that the other constraint, your final constraint is that all your account, uh, account balances always must be greater than or equal to zero. Your account balances must be greater than or equal to zero. This is an important consideration. If you have 10 cents, this is, you still are going to draw the 10 cents out to get down to yeah. that zero. So uh, the, the, the real, here's the thing. The, the optimal rule is going to give you superior results to the other two alternatives. But we also have to admit something, and that is that the U.S. progressive tax system including Social Security taxation, causes distortions. And this causes us to make some educated guesses on longevity, and we're also making guesses about the heir's tax rate. And that gives us some rule to use charitable planning, because we want to use charitable planning in case we guess wrong, either on longevity or the heir's tax rate. And it helps us get assets to grandchildren on a tax favorable basis. So you have to remember that the SECURE Act really writes grandchildren out. They can't inherit, inherit tax assets from a taxable, uh, from a tax deferred account. So again, you have to remember that you can't estate plan 
with tax deferred assets. Now that's true. The Secure Act did certainly change that with the stretch IRA or the elimination yes. of that. Uh, yeah. You, Fred, this is what I love about this because Fred lays out the strategies as he did, but then he can show, give you a glimpse of how it works when they are implemented with case studies, which are great. And Fred is always careful to protect the uh, anonymity of those that he cites in these case studies. But in this case, uh, Man, you've really made me feel old, Fred, because when I was in first grade, <laughs> Dick and yep. Jane were kids. And now you've that's got right. Dick and Jane in retirement. But that's where we're <laughs> going to look at a case study with the fictitious <laughs> names, Dick and Jane, coming up on the podcast, Money Matters USA. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. You you can reach Fred. You can reach him wherever you are listening to this podcast and let him put um, the strategies that he goes over. The beautiful thing is that he can custom fit those to your retirement plan. 800-593-8188. Again, 800-593-8188. Please search for the uh, video series of the same name, Money Matters USA. You can search YouTube for that Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Sade, you spell S-A-I-D-E. All right, we mentioned the case study. It's going to illustrate how the rules work. And uh, we've got Dick and Jane here, and they're not the ones who, if you're our age, taught us how to read. <laughs> they're just the names Fred has given, fictitious names uh, to protect um, the identity of anyone that he's worked with. But Fred is uh, going to first look at how long their portfolio will support their annual after-tax retirement income uh, needed to support both discretionary and non-discretionary expenses, and how much will their heirs or charities receive, and what will their future tax liabilities look like? So uh, with Dick and Jane, you're going to lay out in this case study the answers to a lot of those questions we opened with. Yes, I'm going to do some heavy lifting here. Yeah, you are. (laughs) You definitely are. All right. So we're going to st- we're going to start with someone that I- I'm calling uh, Dick. He retires, he retires at age 65, while his uh, wife Jane retired at age 62. Now their spending goal is 150 thousand a year after tax. Now Dick has a 15 year retirement longevity expectation. Jane has 20 years. As a widow, her goal is 140000 of after-tax income. So here, here's the accounts that, uh, that we're going to use. Dick has $800,000 in a 401k. He has 400000 in a Roth IRA. And he has $1 million in an after-tax brokerage account. Now, we are using a glide path approach. Now, in the glide path approach, you convert from from equities to fixed income, from stocks to bonds, to make it simple. 
and we're and we're doing that. We're transitioning at one percent a year, and Dick also has Social Security as an income source. Far as Jane is concerned, she has a hundred thousand dollars in IRA. She has fifty thousand in a Roth IRA. She has a lifetime income annuity, and she also has Social Security. So let's see what happens when we now start to take money. So at age 67, Jane turns on her Social Security, and she gets $18,500 a year. She also turns her – she but – before she turned Social Security on, at age 65, she turned her lifetime income annuity on, and she receives 11000 a year. Now, I made this simple. I've just made it a level payout, though income annuities can produce increasing payouts. We're just going to say this is level. So... 11000 a year. We're going to assume that the heir's tax rate is 25%, and we assume that the Trump Tax Cuts and Jobs Act expires as scheduled in 2026. Now, I'm assuming that inflation will be brought back eventually to 3%, so I'm using that as my long-term assumption. Uh, I'm assuming a 7.2% rate of return for stocks. 4% for bonds, and qualified dividends from stock paying about 2% a year, and a bond coupon averaging about 2.5%. So what's our result here? If we use the common rule withdrawal strategy, we can support all of their income needs over the two lifetimes. We wind up with an inheritance of $510,656. Now, if we jump to the optimum rule, the heirs would actually receive $813,411, and the additional inheritance of, of $302,000 plus provides what I call tax alpha of 0.69%. It's the same thing as saying that the this increase is equivalent to an investment return of 0.69% over the common rule. So... Let me just give you a quick definition of tax alpha. Tax alpha lets us produce a tax-saving strategy which maximizes your after-tax return. That's what we're named at, the after-tax return. So I have a chart, and if anyone wants the chart, you can call our toll-free number and leave your information. I'll send you a copy of the chart. Now, the, the, we're, we're aiming at 155000 a year. We have $20,000 in taxes paid, and we have an after-tax amount that we finally arrive at of $135,000, and we're projecting this out to be successful over, over 25 years. See, that's the beautiful thing, too, because I think that helps give them peace of mind when you lay oh, it, it out does. over that, that span of time. Because, again, we've mentioned longevity here, <laughs> on, and people are living longer. So it's, it's a different game now, isn't it, Fred? Yeah, it is. Uh, actual, actually, we could actually increase 
the amount the amount of income that they that they they might need uh, and if if one of them becomes ill or something of that sort we could uh, increase the, mm-hmm. the amount of income to, to cover uh, those expenses now obviously it would reduce the the inheritance but never but notwithstanding that fact right uh, I, I, there's no there's no worry here about well, that's uh, it. you know about how how we would how we would deal with, uh, with 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 longevity. As a matter of fact, we, we could run this out for thirty years, probably about thirty two years, okay. assuming assume, yeah, assuming that we didn't have any medical uh, emergency. I mean, basic basically, when when, the, when these folks uh, came in to see me, um, uh, what, what they what the in our conversations, I, I realized that that basically they wanted to enjoy their retirement. And when they died, they didn't want to have any regrets that they didn't live a fulfilled life, and, and that's exactly what uh, you know what we, what we what we accomplished here for them. Now they're obviously still alive, but uh, but they're very happy in retirement. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's it. At the end of the day, a retiree has to be comfortable with the plan, and that's why Fred specializes in retirement income planning. Uh, we mentioned earlier that's something you you didn't always hear of, but it wasn't always necessary. Now, uh, it, uh, so much of it falls on us. But keep in mind, you don't have to go it alone. The whole goal is to get it so, uh, and Fred wants, his, his goal is to get it so clients can live at their comfort level so that they can spend money in retirement, not r- worry about running out of money. For those who didn't save as much, they can use insurance products to get that same necessary feeling of safety. And that's what's important to all of us, Fred. And I think we're going to be revisiting this issue a little bit in our uh, next um, video series production. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah I, I, plan, I plan to do that so we, we, can, be, we can be a bit more visual in, in what, we're, what we're doing here. And um, maybe even show the, the the calculator that I use and show it in re- in real time. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we have have some um, you know feeling of, of interaction here, where you, where you can actually see the reality of of the of the planning that that's uh, that's involved uh, here, and it, and it's a lot different than than you know just simply accumulation. Uh, planning and, and trying to strip money off uh, an accumulation account. Uh, th- this is designed to give you what you really want, which which is enjoy which is enjoy the retirement, and and that's what that's what it's all about. You're there at the promised land, as, as you pointed out earlier, and you're there now, so enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, well, I mean, it's what we deserve. Um, yeah. Well. Good. I, I do. Um, I, of course, I know I have every bit of confidence that uh, you will have more great information on the show in our next podcast because you do look at retirement planning from all the angles as is necessary now. And of course, we do encourage you to search for the video series. And that is also Money Matters USA. You can search YouTube, just Money Matters USA with Fred Said, S-A-I-D-E. You can reach Fred Said with a simple phone call to 800-593-8188. Fred, always enjoy talking to you, and I look forward to our next uh, podcast. We'll do it again in a week. We certainly will. Looking forward to it. Thanks for being with us on Money Matters USA.
Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell in any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.